For those who turn a blind eye, men and women can seem quite equal in the workplace, but the two experiences are very different. We're going to chat about how our experience as women in the workplace has impacted us, as well as discussing some of the barriers that women face at work. She, a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone, and welcome to our 13th episode of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Your Experience. We're recording from Los Angeles, California. And we release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you're following us to be the first to know our topic of the week. And follow us on Instagram at Shifting Our Experience. And I also just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been submitting DMs to us and sharing your personal story with us. Yeah, we love hearing that there are other people putting into practice what we talk about in our podcast into their own lives. Yeah, we absolutely love it. And of course, we want to shout out our woman of the week, Jordi Butch, who sent us a DM on Instagram sharing her story about how she's designing her own life and her career and pursuing a non-traditional life after college. Yeah, so keep sending us your DMs and share your experience with us. Uh, We've had a lot of you share your stories and we can't wait to talk more about you with our Woman of the Week spotlights. Yeah, and actually this is a topic that in some way, shape or form, a lot of our listeners have asked us to cover. We do actually have a lot more episodes coming that are surrounding career, non-traditional jobs for women. And women in power positions. Mm -hmm. like etc but we wanted to give more of an overview to the topic first by discussing just some of the ways in which women experience the workplace and our personal experiences with each barrier we basically want to question these challenges that women face and discuss how we personally feel about them I definitely have a lot of personal work stories to share like you know I'm I'm someone who is a supervisor at work so I have like lots to say on career topics (laughs) me too and I think a lot of women can relate to this subject Exactly. And people always say, you know, oh, career isn't everything, which yes, your career shouldn't define you. But I'm of the belief that your job is something you do for 40 hours a week plus. So Mm -hmm. you're completely entitled to feel happiness at work. And that's always been my stance on career and when you've come into contact with barriers at work, whether it be a job that you're not happy in or a job where you feel like you're not advancing or being taken seriously in, you know. Yeah, completely agree. Well, it's been like 60 years now since we started to see a heavy female workforce more than ever before. And, you know, during World War II, women were working in factories and offices and mothers and daughters took on jobs to support their families while men went to war. But by the time the feminist movement came around in the 1960s, there were more and more working women. Fast forward only 60 years and we've come a long way. Definitely. But there are so many sexist stigmas that are attached to being a working woman. Well, yeah, and some of the barriers we'll address today that we've particularly noticed in the workplace include ageism at work, not being given a chance to use your voice, an overall race and or gender bias, career progression opportunities, and a quick discussion on the LGBTQ inclusion and representation at work, which we'll probably do like a whole other episode on, but we feel it's important to briefly just mention and talk about today. And as well, you know, we do know that a big issue for women in the workplace is being a working mother, maternity leave, being absent from work to care for your child, everything surrounding that. But we're not going to go too far into that right now just because we're not mothers. But we would love to hear from those of you who are mothers, though, because this is just not our experience personally. But we are well aware of the issues that working mothers face. 
especially because our mothers were always working mothers. And mine particularly being a single mother, I definitely witnessed a lot of those challenges through her eyes, you know, not being able to take time off because you're working, etc., you know. Yeah, we understand that there are a lot of challenges that working mothers come up against. So whether you are someone who is not in a career and wants to have one, whether you are in an unhealthy work environment and you're not being heard, Whether you're in a low position at work and you want to progress to a higher position or perhaps you're already in a high position and you want to take the load of responsibilities off your shoulders. There are inevitable obstacles that you will face in a job for the fact that you are a woman. And Tiana and I know this from first-hand experience. So we know that there are many difficulties most women encounter in a job. So being aware of these obstacles, knowing that they are not acceptable, helps to reform the social mentality that hinders gender equality. So let's chat about the first barrier then, ageism in the workplace. And this can totally come from both ends of the age spectrum. You can be considered too old for a position or too young, and I'm using quotations. There's definitely obviously more of a stigma when you're older in the workforce, for sure. And this obviously doesn't just apply to women, but... Women experience the consequences of ageism in the workplace a lot earlier on than men. Intersectionality of age and gender is a big factor. Well, yeah, you see ageism appear more often in regards to women. I mean, you don't see men being questioned for being a 65-year-old CEO or a 22-year-old CEO. So true. And it's funny because when you apply to a job online, there's almost like this algorithm that employers use to try and weed out certain age groups like seeing 15 plus years of experience versus one to two years experience. One to two years obviously indicates that they want someone young and fresh to the job that they can probably like underpay, you know? Well, yeah, younger applicants to jobs can be simply favored because of their age sometimes. In general, companies don't tend to hire based on qualifications of how well you can do the job, but instead like to focus on how your personal life affects you, like age, you know, oh, she's only 22, what would she know? Or... She's 50. She's going to retire soon. Like there's little focus on your actual abilities. Or if she's a mother, like, oh, she's a mother. She won't be able to give her full full focus to her job. Or if she's planning on being a mother, then they think, oh, maternity leave. Well, yeah. And also a little tip that I was taught early on in like career coaching. Have you ever been asked in a job interview, what do you do in your spare time? Or what are your hobbies? They're trying to find out if you have kids or if you're married or things that evaluate your dedication to the job. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that until you told me. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a better universal system in place that supports working parents, not punish them for it. Like people have kids, people work, you know, there needs to be a support system figured out where you don't have to worry that, you know, you're not going to get the job because you have kids or that your job is going to be gone because you were on maternity leave. Yeah, the same doesn't apply to men. And I've actually also experienced the other end of the spectrum in terms of ageism, where I haven't wanted to always disclose my age out of fear of being too young, despite 10 years experience in the media industry now, you know, and people here mid 20s sometimes, and it's assumed that you're just starting your career. So I don't really like disclose any indications to my age on my resume. Because when you take age out of the equation, I actually like have done a lot in the industry and sometimes it's better people just don't know. Very true. I know we've talked a lot about that. Um, Well, let's discuss now the second barrier that we've witnessed in the workplace and that's not being given a chance to use your voice or not being taken seriously at work. And I know you're very passionate about this barrier in particular. And this can manifest in many different ways, whether it's not having a voice in meetings, you know, almost every company I've worked at, a male was in the leadership position and 
thus dictated where the conversations went. Yeah, I've brought this up a lot in past episodes, the issue with not being heard or taken seriously. And this is certainly a female experience. Yeah. Well, I don't see a lot of men being talked over in meetings, to be honest. Well, my story is a little less corporate and more about when I was younger and I was working um, while I was studying. And I was working in a shop and there was always two of us working at every time. Usually myself and a female colleague. There was like rarely any men working there, but there were a few. And we would have to work quite late. The shop would stay open later than any other shop in the area. And oftentimes, like, a lot of people would come in and late at night and um, would see that, you know, there's no security guards there or anything. There's just two people working, oftentimes two women. And they would just rob whatever and leave. And it got to the point where, like, my colleagues and I were like, we're not going to chase these people. Like, we're not going to run after them over, like, you know... A chocolate bar. A chocolate bar or something stupid like this. Um... So we would always report it to like the managers and stuff and just let them know this was happening, but we weren't going to put like our safety at risk. So, but we never felt safe, like with all of like these things going on in the shop. So one day I was like, you know, I have enough of this. And I went to the managers and I said, look, like you're being robbed a lot. Like I'm not going to chase them, even though like you kind of want me to chase them. Um, I think like, you know, because we're like open so late here, that it'd be a good idea to get a security guard or something. And a few days later, I heard that, you know, they had a problem with what I said. They said that I was stomping my feet and like throwing a temper tantrum. Oh, God forbid you try and like prevent the shop from getting robbed. Yeah, well, there was an extreme incident then where a man came in with a knife and my colleague and I reported it. And my co-worker was really upset and uh, the managers laughed at her. They found it hilarious that like she cried because there was like this crazy guy in the shop with a knife. And I just remember feeling feeling like you know like the two of us were just made a mockery of for first of all being assertive standing up and saying you know I think we should have a security guard we are not feeling safe here like and this is a workplace we should feel safe and the other person gets made fun of because she got upset that there was somebody in the shop with a knife and I remember just losing so much respect for the people I worked for well that'll make you want to quit yeah well when my male colleagues noticed that like this was happening so frequently and like it just wasn't really safe to work there and they brought it to the the attention of the managers it was taken seriously but like the interesting thing is like you know they were more concerned about like their loss of stock than the actual safety of their workers but yeah I always remember the guys were like you do realize you're getting robbed like an awful an awful lot we haven't heard that before oh yeah that's not good but when (laughs) my colleague and I reported it we were stomping our feet and we were too emotional not taken seriously not taken seriously Well, yeah, I feel like my experiences were definitely like a lot more corporate in terms of being in meetings or, you know, working at a company before that used to be very like male dominated and I'd be in meetings and I would always be talked over. Or I think I mentioned this in even another episode that if I had an idea and then someone else said the exact same idea like five minutes later, they'd be like, oh, what a great idea to the like man who said it. So it definitely happens. And it's something that women definitely notice as opposed to men. Like if I had said this to my male superior at the time, he'd be like, no, that's not true. Like there's no way. But I've spoken to a lot of men who say that there isn't an imbalance in the workplace between men and women because they don't. How would you know? They don't see it. They're not on the receiving end of the stick. They don't see it. They literally don't even think it exists. Women are always aware that it's there. They see it almost every day so and I'm not someone who's petty in terms of like I'm purposely looking out for these things like if anything in my past I've often overlooked it and only now am I looking back because I'm a supervisor thinking like 
oh yeah, that wasn't right that my male supervisor would talk over me or that wasn't right that people would take my ideas and call it their own. Yeah, and another thing that I often overlooked and don't put up with anymore are insults that are sugarcoated as jokes yeah. because you, you you hear it as a joke. Like for example, you know, oh, don't do that, you'll break a nail. Like, you know, over the years and you're like, hmm, you're making these jokes specifically tailored to like that I'm a female, yeah, you know, like feminine bias. things. And I don't put up with those stuff anymore. Like I would call people out on that now. Well, yeah, that leads us into our third barrier that women experience at work and that is just an overall race and or gender bias so it's sort of like what you were just saying you know questioning your ability to work with gender stereotypes such as you're too emotional you're too bossy mm-hmm. you know and women do this as well about their female colleagues not just men yeah but we don't say this about men exactly like you would never look at your male ceo and say oh he's so bossy you know you might say like he's an asshole but <laughs> yeah bossy is a term definitely used for women and i know that as well just because i am in a leadership position i don't i wouldn't say i'm bossy but I'm assertive and that can possibly be taken as being bossy. That's it. Yeah, you're assertive, but they will turn that into something negative because you're a woman. Yeah, and gender bias comes in when colleagues compare your ability to work based on your physical appearance. So like, you know, your clothing deemed too inappropriate or the opposite, like told, you know, to unbutton your top when persuading a deal or business. And these are examples I read from real women online. Yeah, this is not something we're making up. It's literally happening every day. You know, we've all heard that like use your sexuality to like move up and work like sort of thing and while there are women that do that and feel comfortable doing that not all women think or operate like that and it's wrong to assume that every single woman is comfortable doing that it's a gender bias plain and simple well imagine being judged in work for your gender and then having the intersectionality of race on top of that well yeah it's already bad enough that gender bias is alive and well and That's why employers should be open to having these discussions and allowing for minorities to have a voice too, because there are a lot of people in the workplace who don't realize that the comments they make are insensitive to minority groups. Yeah, which is why diversity in the workplace is so essential, because it provides a progressive environment where minority groups can use their voices, be heard, be respected. Oh, definitely. And we're going to talk about another big barrier that women experience, and that is career progression opportunities. So this is advancing your career, whether it be the need for more women in leadership positions, which also extends into the lack of mentorship from other females. You know, we don't see as many female CEOs still. I know I want to obviously be a female CEO one day, but that's just me. You know, we still need more women in these roles to be able to mentor other women and show that this is achievable. Yeah, but women in higher roles also come up against many challenges too. I mean, I read a statistic online that said women in leadership positions are also more likely to be criticized or punished when making mistakes on the job, as opposed to a male CEO or a male manager. That seems to have many lives sometimes, you know. Yeah, men have nine lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as someone who is in a higher leadership role at work, I've definitely felt that sometimes I need to overexplain myself or justify why and how I'm doing things the way I do. And I don't know if that's necessarily because I'm a woman or if that's because I'm a woman in sort of a techie role, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, because a tech industry, like the tech industry is very heavily male dominated. Yeah, yeah so. and I'm not even, you know, computer coding and stuff, but I am doing a lot of tech in my day to day. So do you ever feel that you are mansplained a lot of the time? Yes and no. In the past, definitely. But because I'm actually the only person in this leadership role, no one can really explain to me anything in terms of how to do my job because I'm the only one that 
kind of is able to do it. So I've avoided it in that way. But definitely in the past, when I was in a lower position and working at a male-dominated company, all the time. Well, what about you? Because I'm sure you've experienced some form of it as well. Yeah, I've been mansplained many times. And the majority of times I didn't even ask. I wasn't seeking any advice. I was doing the same old job I did every day, day in, day out. And I would be mansplained randomly. And I've mentioned before that I used to work as a flight attendant. And, you know, I've worked in a lot more customer service roles than you have. And I have been mansplained in front of customers, passengers, which is like so embarrassing. It's very humiliating and yeah, very unnecessary. If you need to explain something to somebody, you can like bring them into the back room or whatever. But doing it in front of customers when you do work in a customer service environment is not okay and very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. And honestly, this does go for women as well. If you are in a higher role at work, elevate your fellow woman, you know, like Sophie has mentioned in her poetry. (laughs) check out her Instagram but no seriously women are guilty as well for being in higher positions and almost like bullying a woman that's in a lower position yeah women are guilty of it too it's uh the power definitely goes to people's head I feel like and I just hope that when women are in power they don't take on that male trait of these things that we are mentioning and instead yeah like you said or like Like I said in my book, yeah, like elevate your fellow woman. Yeah, if you're a woman in a higher position, you've probably experienced all these things that we're talking about. So when you get into that higher position, you should be learning from what had happened to you, you know, and you don't want to emulate that to your employees. I'm a big believer in being a helpful, kind and still assertive boss. You know, it's possible. Well, I can definitely say from working from home the past few weeks with you that I've witnessed that firsthand. And yeah, I am very proud of you because it can be a very difficult place to be in in a power role whether you know you are a man or a woman like you have extra responsibilities and to conduct yourself with such like kindness slash assertiveness with like the same amount of balance yeah I've seen that in you and yeah I'm very proud thanks so well I'm just of the belief that you're not better than somebody just because you're in a higher role I still need all my employees and all the people I manage to make it work you know so why would I ever want to talk down to them so yeah good point I'm just a big believer in that and I think that's where I was talking about you know we do need strong females in leadership positions to be able to mentor young women as well I know when I was first starting in my career there was a woman at a music video agency that I used to work for here and there for freelance and she was such a big believer in elevating other women and hiring female directors female editors and I always remembered that and valued her approach to management that's great you know we love hearing examples of women in leadership roles like that yeah well we also want to have a quick discussion on the LGBTQ inclusion and representation at work which we will discuss in an entire episode later on yeah and this relates to LGBTQ people being afraid to disclose your sexuality at work for lack of representation I know in the past if I was dating a woman I would think twice about like sharing that information if somebody asked yeah well I was very open in my job about my sexuality and us in a relationship and stuff I always talked about us but I was also bombarded with like 600 questions when I was trying to do my job about you and me or my like sexuality past sexual history and stuff like that everyone wants to know everything so but I've talked about it a lot in other episodes so I won't go too into it now yeah but it's very true like not all work environments are safe for LGBTQ people to be able to talk about their personal life in that way and I know that from previous uh, corporations that I've worked at you know they haven't always been that welcoming or I've heard a lot of homophobic jokes and that obviously 
like doesn't encourage you to be yourself and talk about your sexuality. So that in general needs to change. And we'll do a whole episode towards that because we can obviously speak to it but we just wanted to mention it here because especially if you identify as lgbtq you're a woman you know once again the intersectionality comes in here and yeah all of that contributes to the barriers that women face in work yeah the female experience at work Mm -hmm. so on that note so what is your takeaway for today's episode yeah i think it's important to recognize that if you come into contact with these barriers that we mentioned know that they are not acceptable Sometimes people make jokes that are funny and sometimes people make jokes to put you down and it may be very difficult in some situations to stand up for yourself. But recognizing that it's not okay and that it shouldn't be tolerated is a step towards reforming the female experience in work. This goes for outside of work as well and if you feel dismissed or offended by something... It's most likely something worth feeling offended over. So don't dismiss your judgment if you think to yourself, "Uh, I shouldn't have been spoken to like that. Because I'm here to remind you that these things are not being said to the opposite sex. I absolutely love that takeaway. I think that is so true and so important to hear. Thank you, yeah. So what's your takeaway then? Well, I just want to say that once again, this episode was just an introduction to the female experience at work. We will definitely have more episodes that discuss more in depth about some of these topics. But my takeaway would be to the women out there who are in an experience where they feel like they don't have a voice at work. If you can go somewhere that appreciates you, Mm. it's so difficult to work somewhere and be happy in a job where you're afraid to use your voice. It may be easier said than done, I know, but recognize what's happening and act on it instead of internalizing it and staying quiet. Mm, Love that. And if you're a woman in a leadership position, be that example of an empowering boss who gives other women the chance to be heard. It's bad enough that there are an ample amount of barriers for women in the workplace already. You know, don't add to it. Work to solve it. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear your story and how you're living a non-traditional life as a woman. So follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. Yeah, we really love reading the DMs we've been getting about all your stories. And make sure you download, rate, and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And let us know your experience as a woman at work. I can only imagine all the stories. See you next Tuesday. Bye.